and let's jump in. Here we are. Okay, so this is the fourth chapter of Tehillim, and it goes like this. Uh, there are, it's a chapter where, once again, we find David contrasting both those who are doing what's right and those who are doing what's wrong. And it has a particular theme over here, as we'll see, about people who are not his enemies in the sense that they are chasing him down, trying to hurt him, but they are his ideological enemies. And that his ideological enemies are not people who are at a distance, like people from other nations, but rather people who are not living the way they should. And we'll see exactly what that means. So it begins with the words lam natseach, which means for the conductor, binginot, binginos, with inst- instrumental music. Okay, so the, these chapters, right, it's fascinating. When you look at the beginning of Tehillim, you sometimes just say these words. But again, keep in mind, Tehillim was played in an orchestra with a conductor. So, right, so whenever you see the words, that means that this chapter was written with music. It's such a tragedy, we don't have that music. But it's an amazing thought to think about that these chapters were written, presumably with music, for a band, for an orchestra. And David, Ms. Merla David, David is writing that not just the words, not just the poetry, but presumably some of the music as well. Again, tragically, we don't have the music with us now. Okay. So answer me when I call. Uh, uh, she's, she's davening in her own way. Okay. Answer me when I call, right? Bikari uh, aneni. Answer me when I call. Bikari means when I call. And the commentators point out that David is saying, don't answer me after I call, but as soon as I open my mouth, and this is an idea, a theme that David comes back to over and over again, the immediacy of how Hashem responds to him so quickly. So, Bikari Anini, as I call out, Anini, answer me. Elokate Tzidki, the God, oh God, the righteous. Literally means the God of my righteous, Tzidki of my righteousness, but the commentators understand God, the righteous, and we'll see why that's significant shortly. But Sar Hirchavtali, when I was constrained, you made it wide, you made it expansive. So often, specifically, moments of distress, David Amalek describes them as moments of constraint. Think about how you feel emotionally when you are in stress. Usually our bodies in some ways contract, our minds contract, you know, we, maybe you get a stress headache. But the point is that there's a certain contraction and God makes it wide. When we have faith in God, which is one of the themes over here, then God makes it wide. God expands things for us. So, Batsar Hechavtali, it's also worth noting that it's in the past tense. In my constraints, you have expanded for me. But what, at the, the David is asking God to make it expansive now. And so this is also something you'll find in Tehillim where David and other prayers as well, where the good is written in the past tense. Meaning David is saying, I know you are going to make it expansive for me. David is so full of amuna, so full of faith, that he's speaking about his salvation as if it already happened. Isn't that powerful? He's not saying, God, help me. He's saying, God, thank you for helping me. He didn't help him yet. That's okay. David is so full of faith that he is expressing that at this moment. Okay? Have mercy on me and hear my prayers. Okay? So this is the opening line. Now here he turns, or so to speak, he turns to these evil people. Let's see who he's talking about. Let's see what he says. B'nai Ish, you men. Mechavodi lechlima tehavun rik. How long will my glory be mocked? What does my glory mean? It doesn't mean that they're mocking David and his honor. It means the things that David elevates, the values that David lives his life by, are being mocked by these people. How long will you... That's right. How long will you love illusions? And how long will you have recourse to fraud? What we find over here, the the unnamed people who he is, um, who David HaMelech is... 
um, criticizing over here are people who are outwardly religious, but they are fraudulent in their interpersonal de- dealings. And that's the idea of tivakshu chazav. They are going after fraud. These are people who, as we'll see, they bring karbanos, they go to shul, they, they look the look. But it, behind closed doors, in their interpersonal dealings, there's an element of fraud, there's an element of faithlessness that exists. Okay, so David is saying, how long will you do this? How long will you go on with this, this sad way of life that you're mocking values, that you're loving things which are false, and that you are acting fraudulent in your interpersonal dealings? Udu'u, you should know, ki hifla Hashem chasilo, that Hashem singles out the faithful to Himself. What does it mean, singles out? What that means is that God brings those who are faithful closer to Him. We believe that we have more hashkacha pratit, we have more individualized protection and 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 divine providence when we are acting in a better fashion. So God singles out, it doesn't mean that God is pointing at us, but God is focusing on us much more for those who are acting righteous, those who are acting in a positive way. Excuse me, this is a little bit fun, multitasking. Okay, Hashem Yishma Bikari Elav, Hashem will hear me when I call out. Now, this next line we'll come back to, but David is now still talking to those who are acting in a fraudulent uh, fashion. And he says, Rigzu tremble and sin no more. Imru vilvavchem, say in your heart, al mishkavchem on your bed, vidomusela and be silent. So what David is saying over here on the simplest level is that typically when we go to sleep, that's when our mind kind of wanders. And David's saying, tremble, don't sin on your bed instead of those evil thoughts that people could be led to or the evil and, and deceitful machinations. Instead, contemplate the fear of God. And he's reminding us in our place of vulnerability, when a person is all alone, behind closed doors, in their own room, in their own house, you know, before they go to sleep, instead of letting your mind wander where it shouldn't go, contemplate the fear of God. Zivchu zivchetzedek, offer sacrifices in righteousness. Again, these are people who are offering sacrifices, but he's saying offer them in righteousness. Don't offer them in your, uh, you know, your external superficial fashion. Offer them in righteousness. Uvitzchul Hashem and have faith in God. So this is his message to people who are, again, externally acting positive, externally acting righteous, but internally behind closed doors when no one's looking, in their minds, they are not so scrupulous and they don't fear God. He's telling them and encouraging them to change their ways. And now he shifts gears. He now speaks to, um, to in general, about to God and about upright people. And he says, Rabim Omrim Tov. There are many people who say, Oh, for good days. What that means, there are many people who yearn goodness. And by goodness, we mean with a capital G. God goodness. They want, there are many people whose aspirations are not wealth, are not covered, not honor, but rather they yearn for God. Okay? Nisa alinu or panecha Hashem. Bestow your favor on us. Thank you so much. Ah, okay. We got some help over here. Thank you. Um, bestow your favor. Bye, Ricky. Bestow your favor on us, Hashem. And so the, the, your favor is a bad translation, but or panecha means God's face, right? We say that in, in Sim Shalom Tov, right? In, in, in the priestly blessings, we ask God to direct his face to us. What does that mean? Uh, that mean when, again, it's that idea of God giving us attention and in or panecha, in God's face, that's the source of all bracha. When we say Sim Shalom, you know, to, we, we ask God um, to, to look at us. God should place his face towards us. What we're asking for is, God, we want your attention. We want us, you to look at us because once you're giving us attention, we know all the brachos in the world will follow. And when I feel close to you, when I recognize your presence, then the joy in my heart is so much more 
than when the grain, their grain and wine show increase. In other words, he's contrasting himself with those other people who are just focused on wealth. They're just focused on external things. When they are wealthy, when their grain and wine increase, they're, they're happy. David's saying, I don't need that. It's not about external happiness. It's about this closeness to God. It's about the fact that God is watching over me. That gives me great joy. And therefore, Nasata Simcha Velibi Me'es, it's my joy is greater than their joy. Why? Because I trust in God. Bishalom yachtav eshkava vi'ishan. Safe and sound. I like this translation. Okay. Safe and sound. I lie down and sleep. You know, when a person is, uh, is full of anxiety, they, they lie down to go to sleep, but, but they can't fall asleep. They lie down, but their, their thoughts are racing. You know, they can't put themselves to sleep. David is saying, safe and sound. I lie down, eshkava vi'ishan, and I sleep. Why? Because you, Hashem alone, keep me secure. David over here is expressing his faith. And with that faith, he finds joy. He finds happiness, satisfaction that is independent of what happens to him. He doesn't need external things to make him happy. It is intrinsic because of his closeness to God. And that also gives him a certain sense of inner calm and tranquility. He puts himself, he goes to sleep, he lies down and he falls asleep. Why? Because he trusts in Hashem. That beautiful, beautiful tefillah, um, where again, David is highlighting some of the, some of the, the evils that exist within other people, not the, super, the external ones that people could easily recognize, but people who don't fully trust in God. And that allows them, people who don't fully fear God, and that allows them to act and that cause them to act not so scrupulously. He's encouraging them, act in a more faithful fashion, have more faith in God, because with that faith, you will, you will be dependent not on external gifts or, or issues that will detract from your, from, your, from your joy and satisfaction. You'll just be, your joy will be, um, will be consistent because of the fact that you know God is with you and you will be able to live a much more serene life. A person who truly has faith in God, truly, truly, again, faith in God doesn't mean everything's going to end up good or well, according to my perspective. It means that I believe that God is with me and no matter what happens, it's okay. Because that's the most important thing in life. That mindset is one that allows a person to live a much more serene and satisfied life. Now, I just want to go back to one verse and we'll, we'll jump off. Rigzu v'altechatahu, tremble uh, and don't sin. Imru v'lvavchem amishkavchem v'domusela. It's translated as ponder on your bed, but literally means say it on your, in your heart before you go to sleep. Okay, so what's going on? Tremble, don't sin. Say it in your heart when you go to sleep and be silent. Our sages learn from here, the Gemara Barachos learns from here, this is the source of saying Shema before we go to sleep. And actually, if you look at the Siddur, some of you may already say the full Shema, right? If you say the full Shema, it's actually quite long, uh, meaning not just the three paragraphs, but there's Kriya Shema Lamita, which is quite a long prayer. Um, and it's Pasuk after Pasuk, it's verse after verse. And actually, many say the first four chapters of Tehillim, including this chapter, before they go to sleep. And what's the whole purpose of Kriya Shema Lamita? So there's some mystical reasons it protects us from shadim, from, from these demons, but, but it's clear from the context of this ver- from, from this verse and the way the Gemara learns it, the purpose is that at least when we go to sleep, you know, what's on our mind? You know, what are we thinking about? So our sage, right? So are we just flipping through the news or Facebook feed or whatever and are just imagining and going through our day and beating ourselves up or dreaming about tomorrow? Our sages say, look, we, before you go to sleep, we want to connect our sleep to something spiritual, to something powerful. Just like when we wake up, we start our day with Moda'ani, we start on the spiritual note, we t- turn immediately to God. We also want to go to sleep turning to God. You know, the loftiest level, of Tzadok says the highest level a person can reach is when they dream spiritually. 
right? When Yaakov Avinu sleeps and dreams of God, that's the highest level. When you're so saturated with spirituality that you're dreaming of God. That's hard because most of our day we're running about, but at least before we go to sleep, we're supposed to go to sleep with verses on our lips. I used to say this as a joke, but I think it's actually real. It seems like the reason Kriya Shema Alamita, the, the Shema of the bedtime is so long, is deliberate to, it's to put us to sleep. You're not supposed to finish it. You're supposed to fall asleep somewhere in the middle because the point, that, that is the point. The point isn't to finish it and then, oh, now I'm going to go to sleep. No. The point is that you're saying verse after verse, then you just pass out. It's like speaking to a loved one and then, you know, you're, you're so in love and you're just talking and talking until your mid-sentence, you drop off and you fall asleep, but you fall asleep in love. We're falling asleep connected to God. That's what we learned from this verse. It speaks to a, a, a faith in God, but also a yearning to, to be connected to God even in our dreams. I'm sorry I went over, but that's something I, I felt the need to share. I hope you have a wonderful day. Just a reminder, tomorrow at lunch, there's no lunch break. I apologize. I will not be available to have a lunch break. There will be the Thursday night class. But the Thursday day class, the Thursday lunch break will not happen. Next week, Monday and Tuesday also will not happen. Uh, but we'll be back on Wednesday for this lunch break. Thank you all for joining. Have a fabulous, fabulous day. Take care. Thanks so much. Thank you. Okay, Good thank to be back with you. Thank you. Thank you. And sorry about yesterday.